Ladies and gentlemen, another podcast is happening as we speak on today's podcast. I got DJ Jeff the Illist and Nakia. Peace, y'all. Yo, 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 yo. Yep, yep, We doing it. We doing it. How's everything going? I'm live in Dallas. Right. You know, Dallas, Dallas is nice. Shout out to D. Dallas, <laughs> Funky Town, represent. Yeah. You know, for one time. Word, Funky word. Chicago, Funky Town. <laughs> it's a merger. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what What? What yeah. has you in Dallas, my guy? What has you in Dallas? We actually are doing a uh, podcast and DJ listening uh-huh. for the album, The Soul of Liquid. Maybe five times. I don't know. Uh, I come from a musical background. So, you know, when someone sends me something like that, I kind of take it serious. Even with everything I have going on, I'm still uh, a musical guy. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm going to start off with my first question for both of you all, because we're cinema people or we love movies. Name your top three to five comedy movies all time. Comedy? Um, you want to go far? Or you want me to I go? need to think. Okay, so you go. Um, comedies, uh, Harlem Nights. Ooh, I'm finna, I'm finna go live. American Pie. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, and I, we don't, and I'm gonna tell you why American Pie. It was the one of the last few movies me and my dad and my mama watched together. And my mama was like, what? And I'm busting up laughing. Okay. I died. We watched it on Christmas Day of that year. And I died laughing. That was my movie there. Um, All right. um would you consider Eddie Murphy wrong? Stand up. Stand up. I guess we can put it in there. It's it's a stand up, but Eddie Murphy Raw. All right. I guess we can put that one in there. Yeah. That's three. You want to leave it there? Or you got you got some more in there. And I'm gonna add on the um on the four and the five. I'm gonna go Kings of Comedy. Okay. I remember I remember that whole day. I never forget it at the time. I was trying to get tickets. Okay. I have no tickets. And the only place we got tickets was the old Hyde Park Theater. Oh, which is no longer there. It's Harper now. Now Harper, somebody else, some some bigger corporation bought Harper. Yeah. Yeah. And, we, and I went to see that shit there. And it was the best ticket in the world. Because people back then they wanted to go to Hyde Park Theaters, man. Mm-mm. Not at all. Mm-mm. 
But when we got there and we man, we had I laughed hard. So that and then um number five, I'm gonna go with stuck I'm stuck with I'm stuck with Eddie Murphy. I kind of figured that. I'm gonna go trade in places. Trade in place. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. What's up? Okay. Coming to America. Boom. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you. Coming to America. Oh Thank you. She oh named. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, I saw that movie and probably when I wasn't supposed to be in the theater watching that movie with my parents, but hey, they didn't have babysitters. So I was, I, I saw some of everything at, in inappropriate ages. Come to America, and then I watched it on VHS over and over and over again. Yes, that's oh, a classic. <laughs> Just yeah. classic. Yeah. Um, life. Come on, talk to me, man. Talk to life me, man. Was hilarious. <laughs> Martin and Eddie Murphy together. Oh man, listen. Yeah. <laughs> Just hilarious. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't. Yeah. yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> He's terrible. He's terrible. <laughs> okay, so and then um, and I, don't, I know probably y'all have not heard of this probably but I find Ed Midler and Lily Tumlin to be hilarious. So I love this movie called Big Business. I think that movie is hilarious. Okay. You got me there. <laughs> you got me there. My mama liked that. Oh my gosh. I watched Big Business over and over again. My mama liked that. Um, and then I'm I'm also about to get clowns. But as a mother and as a teacher, I got into the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books, right? And they have movies. Okay. And they have a movie that's in a series of the books called Roger Rules. That movie is freaking hilarious. All right. I'm, I'm just, All it's right. good. For, you know how you have to go take the kids to a movie, but then you enjoy it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, watch by myself, and my kids would be like, "Mom, you seriously watching it?" I'd be like, "Yeah, absolutely." It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, Listen, and I like the Incredibles. I was like, "Dang, this was pretty good." Meg, right? Like the the Despicable Me movies. Yeah, yeah. those are good. <laughs> good, you know. Yeah. Okay. Got me on that. Yeah. And then let's see. Last. Ah. Uh, I was struggling with a number five, but I lost it. I had it, but I lost my number five. Neither <laughs> of you have said the one I'm thinking about. What's that? Um, now she ain't done yet, though. If she says she's done, then we, uh, I, um, I lost it because I was like, okay, that's fine. Roll bounce. I like roll bounce. Nah, I wouldn't call that a comedy though. To me, it was a comedy. Was it? I don't know. All right, I would not say that was a a comedy though. Well, I mean, that's probably why. I mean, it was good. But know. neither of you named Hangover. Oh. <sighs> I mean. Was all right. Hangover was hilarious. The first right. one, yeah, and they had the Doug song and everything. I, I, I saw that. I saw that a couple times too. I saw it last week just to cheer me up, man. 
I was having such a crazy week. I was like, man, let me play Hangover real quick. And, and give me some good laughs. Hell yeah, that was a great movie. Blue Streak was funny. What what movie? Blue Street. Okay. All right. Blue uh, Street. And that and that movie over time. What? You know, like we we really didn't appreciate it when it first came out. What? Blue Streak, Blue Streak man, the Blue Streak is hilarious. <laughs> because you see Mark and Dave, yeah, is they hilarious? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then what's the one with uh I thought uh, was funny? Is that just what was the name of this movie? Ice Cube and uh uh Mike Epps. What movie? Oh, what's the name of that? All about the Benjamin. Man, all about the Benjamins. Yeah, that was oh, silly no. as shit. Hey. See what I'm saying? Oh People and, and the reason the reason why I asked that question is because a lot of people forget how many movies actually make them laugh. Yeah. Because we so we're so serious all the time. And we, we we do a lot of action and a lot of things that are like very serious or or violent movies and shit. We forget to laugh sometimes and just have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. That's all about true. the Benjamins was uh was was silly as shit. It was. Yeah. Yep. I ain't seen that in a minute either. So now you're going to make me go watch it. Yeah, it's a silly. It's one of those silly movies that you can always yeah. go back and, and sit back and chill and have a good time mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. Ice Cube has put out some decent movies, man. He's done a decent job. Oh, yeah. He, he, he know how to make that money. Yeah. Yeah. Are we there yet, movies, yeah. too? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He did good. All right. The artist known as Nakia. Where you from? Talk to me. Where you from? I'm from Fort Worth. Word. Fort Worth, Funky Town, Texas. Yes, yes, yes. Born and um, raised. Th- born and raised. Born and raised. Um, from the West Side, correct? Oh, like right from the West Side. Um, but we, I moved around a lot as a kid, so I lived everywhere. Like in the song, "Don't Sleep from the West East to the South." Yeah. All over the place. Um, so, yeah, born and raised, and that's home. Who are some pioneers in music from Fort Worth, Texas, that you know of? Oh, Kirk Franklin, number one, because he kind of changed the game of gospel. You know, brought in hip hop, brought hip hop to gospel. You know, um, and he also he went to my high school, and so I just. One of my earliest memories was, uh, as far as when I got into singing, was it was when the family was Kirk Franklin and the family first came out, and um, he would come to my high school to I was in the choir, and he would teach us songs. Mm. Next thing you know, Kirk Franklin and the family or God's property or whatever would be recording those songs that he taught us, and it was like, man, we knew those songs first because he tried them out on us, you know. So it was just real cool. It was real cool when he would always come back to school to visit and and mess with the choir. So it was it was cool. Is there another that you can name? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, Leon Bridges is hot right now. Um, you know, Soul Brother from the Funk. Um, People don't get this man no credit. <laughs> 
Leon Bridges, that dude was tough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he, like, he, when you look at Leon Bridges, like, he started off real. I go from software folklore, Lorch. Okay. As time went on. He real Sam Cookish. He became real Sam Cookish. Yeah. Real soul. He's real grit, like, gritty soul. Like, right. um, but acoustic, like you said, kind of flow. He is. He can go there with the folklore country slash soul. So it's kind of like a little mashup of yeah. a variety. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the guy, your girl. Oh, well, Kelly Clarkson. Okay, so Kelly Clarkson was born in Fort Worth, but she actually lived in Burleson. She grew up in Burleson, but she was born, so she has roots in the funk and roots in Burleson. So. Okay. And you know, American Idol winner, first American Idol winner. Okay, where did you get your start in music? Uh, middle school. Uh-huh. My first talent show. It was, it was actually my first time really letting my family know that I could sing. I could. I, I, I hid it my whole childhood. I hid it. I don't know why. <laughs> I just did. I was the only child. And so I would be singing in my room. And um, But middle school, I kind of started, you know, Especially, you know, your friends, peer pressure. Girl, you need to, you need to sing. You need to get in a talent show, you know. So I was scared. And uh, I was going to end the talent show really without saying anything to anybody. And one of my teachers, because um, we had to audition for the talent show. And one of my teachers was, you know, one of the, per- the people, people who's going to be in the talent show. And anyway, she ended up telling my mama. She told on me, basically. Mm. She told on me. Um, Cause they had a parent meeting, and then after the parent meeting, she pulled my mama to the side and say, "Uh, did you know your daughter could sing?" My mom was like, "What? Yeah, right. You know, like, <laughs> cause I would purposely sing crazy in the car, like sing like, like I like I was tone deaf. Uh, so yeah, so it was middle school, first talent show, and kind of from there, I just decided, yeah, yep, yeah, I like to sing. I can do this. I want to do this, and so that's when it took off. I do that as an agitation to people. I sing off key. Yes. <laughs> I still do it sometimes. I still do it. I still I, I, I do it off off key and then I do it ahead of the song. Like I when you know the next line is coming up, I'll just say it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll do it yeah. off key and it bothers the hell out of people. Yeah. And, and then they go, "You can't sing. Like you should you should not do that." And I'm like, "Oh, you will see you one day maybe. You know, you you will hear. You will hear it." And, and then you will shut up. Right. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I do that. I still do that. My sister looks at me sometimes and she goes, yo, you, you're retarded. You're retarded. <laughs> like a lot of us are. A lot of us are out here. Yeah. So it was in school instead of in a church. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're telling me? Because the youth I hear is that, hey, I got my start in 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 church in the church choir and I sang my oh, first no, solo I when I was seven. I was too scared to sing in church. Nobody knew I could sing, remember? I hid it. Okay. So no, I wasn't about to sing in church because nobody knew I could sing, you know, and I wouldn't dare about to get up in front of church, you know, and church choir, but mm-mm. So, okay. I did the okay. church solos and all that stuff. Oh. Don't laugh, Jeff. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Man. Did you sing? Yeah, you were singing in the church. I used to sing, bro. No, I didn't oh, sing no Easter speech. I used to say the Easter speech. 
I was in plays and all that. Okay. Man, I'm finna mess you up. Come on. Finna, I used to direct that church. Oh. Oh, well, you low key. Wait, you had the rub on? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write that role. That one thing about me. Jed, was it, you playing the tambourine? I directed. You was playing the tambourine, Jed? No, nah, I didn't do that. You sure? You have Jerry Curl? No. Ooh. Yeah, no Jerry Curl. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, the Jerry Crew. I hope yeah. not. To be honest, I did it in my team. Okay. I think I thank God for it because of the simple fact that it gave me my ear. You know what yes. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The musical ear and arrangement game. Okay. I got it from. I got it back from. Being so here you were. But I was mad with my shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Sopranos. He was pointing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Was yeah. Okay. It was oh, 94, right. 94, 94. Oh, yeah. yeah. Prime time. When, when the yeah. choir was jumping in the 90s. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, as you know, anybody, anybody knows Chicago is a choir, Chicago choir church movie. Mm. Facts plus tax. Yes, sir. Cause I would do the I would do songs in a choir or in but the one time I was like I'm not doing it no more and it was just mainly my fault like I just got tired of singing the song and in the middle of the song, uh, I just went from singing it normal to sounding like the Cookie Monster and then my mom ran up in the middle of the, in the middle of the song and like gave me a whooping in front of everybody because she was just like yo you tripping sounding like the Cookie Monster what yeah. possessed you in the middle of the church. To start sounding like Cookie Monster, your mama thought you needed to have them demons you need to have be exercised. Yeah, I think that's what she thought. Yeah, I was singing. I forgot what song, and I was you know performing and doing well. And something was like Cookie Monster, and I just did it. So, um, I, yeah. <laughs> Got that switch and tore your mother. Up. Wait, how old were you? Uh, like around seven or eight years old. Oh yeah. Yeah, you was tripping. You got yeah. your tail toe up, didn't you? I forgot what song I was singing. Let's just say we we it was yes, Jesus loves me, or 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 some song like that. And I'm leading it, and then all of a sudden I just went, Yes, Jesus loves me. You know? Yeah, I just oh, no. They tried to get me to sing lead. I ain't doing it. I said, no, nah, I ain't doing that. That's not my boy. <laughs> I mean, I I could do I could do a, a alto, tenor, and, and and baritone and everything. So, uh, for some reason, I just something in my mind was like, do the Cookie Monster. And I was like, Cookie, and I just went ahead and just just yeah. burst out doing that. Wait a uh, I was like, no, sir, we ain't doing none of that. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. My mother used to have us like uh, practicing, singing, and harmony and everything with me and my two sisters and everything. So. We used to do all that stuff, all that, all that fun stuff. I know she was mad at you when you pulled that cookie monster stuff. Man, what? She <laughs> ran up there and she was like, "Oh, he gonna get it. To, he gonna get it together today. The the Lord is good, but we see that the devil is working." And she she pat 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 uppercut left hook straight, you know, straight right, all that. Yeah. Wow. She gave me a sparring match right there in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, <laughs> you know what's crazy? 
my like my mom didn't occur like it was like I have minor stuff in the closet. So I'll be chewing gum like I'm chewing now. Mm-hmm. She's looking at you Man. from the punch. <laughs> oh, my mom like I I told my mom to this day. I'm like, you can kiss that church etiquette goodbye because I'm not doing it. Yeah, we don't have to do that no more. Yeah. I'm eating candy. Man, I'm eating you know candy. that was a no-no. Us to come over there with that little handkerchief, like hey, guess yeah. what? Spit it out. <laughs> you be embarrassed, like uh me and my, shout out to my man Tony Because me and him we were on it. You was clowning. You couldn't sit by your friends or your cousins in church. You you gonna clown. Yes, oh, they had to clown. they had to they had to put us two seats between everybody. Like, yeah. yeah. You gonna be laughing yeah. at everything and everybody. Yeah. Look at such and such. Trying not to laugh Good. and you know, trying trying to hold it in. Man. And then all of a sudden ah! Yeah. Trying to try not to look at the person who you know they're gonna make you laugh. Yeah. Man, listen, listen you talking about a whooping. Plenty of time. Oh, man. <laughs> I was, like, me and Tom, man, we be sitting like this. Damn. Here we go. Bro, you know, we on broadcast, kid. Mm. Ooh, man. I'm sitting there like, there be times where they have a bad single or a testimony that's real funky and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting like this with my head down. Out of there. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta try your best not to look at your guy. Cause you know he, he he's looking at you waiting for that laugh, like Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't look at and him. You just and gonna he next to me. You gonna explode. He next to me. He covered my knee like yeah! Do you hear this? Like don't do it. We go bust out laughing. Ooh. Oh, man. One of the things we used to do, like when we weren't singing, when we were watching the like the big choir, the senior choir sing and everything, and they would be off key. And it would be one of the songs where no music was playing and they would hit a bad note. We were like, what? And then people would turn around and you like put your head down and you look the other way. And they'd be looking around to see who who did it. And you just be sitting yeah. there looking. And then your man's be sitting there tapping you like, yo, that was crazy. Or stomping their feet. And I'm like, yo, don't make no noise. My mama come over here, bro. She can feel everything in the room. Straight up. Like, keep it cool. Oh, oh, oh. oh wow. my goodness. Wow. 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 Yeah. So I don't know about y'all, but I come from the era of get whooped by everything. Oh, yeah. 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 Skillet, ironing board. Uh, well, no, nah, I didn't get whooped with everything. No, oh, I, I got, got whooped. I would everything. Damn. I mean, yeah. Damn. My, my mom hit me with everything. Everything. Belt. Yeah, belt. That, man, plastic bag. Yeah. A wet, a wet dish towel. Yeah, the wet dish hand and the wet dish towel. Wet dish towel, but then the wet dish hand when I was a teenager. <laughs> I got that wet dish hand when I was slap. Oh, everything. <laughs> that, wet, that wet slap hurt. Y'all remember the hangers with the with the cardboard on it, the oh, cardboard the bottom? Feet. Yeah, my mom would take oh. that off, that twist the hanger up, and she would go. She would go ham. <laughs> yeah. 
I got whooped with everything, you know, and I don't know why they whooped us with that stuff because it really didn't do nothing. It made me, well, I didn't want to get a whooping then, so I was sneaky. It made me sneaky so that I wouldn't get caught, so I wouldn't get a whooping. To be honest, I took that my mom to this day. I'm sure. I'm 40 plus. <laughs> I can't. Mom. Yo, I would just go beat up somebody else, like, yo, somebody got to get this. Somebody has to take this because I took an L. One of y'all got to take an L. If I got in trouble for the foolishness that we did, one of y'all got to take this L, man. Because it's their fault that y'all that you got a whoop. Yeah. 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 Everybody will blame, <laughs> say it was my fault that uh, I got in trouble, but I was I was hanging with y'all. Y'all did something, and then I had to. I had to <laughs> All right. So you go from middle school, right? You go from middle school, figuring out to sing. And then what happens? Mm -hmm. Does something happen in high school? Well, um, <clears throat> while I was still in middle school, um, the high school that I went to, their uh, gospel choir came to our middle school to sing. And it was this one girl, um, her name, and she's still a singer to this day, actually. She sings with Kirk Franklin when they're doing this tour with Maverick City. She's one of his singers. Her name is um, uh, Melody. Melody. And I remember seeing her and she did a solo and I was like, oh my God, her voice is so beautiful. When I go to that high school, I'm going to be in the choir. So <laughs> when I went to that high school, I was in uh, Miss Jewel Kelly's choir. So she she's the one who was uh, Kirk Franklin's choir teacher. So she was she's like a legendary choir teacher in Fort Worth. Um, but um, even... I mean, so I, I just, it was like, I was in a program and I had to choose between art because I love to draw and I had to choose between choir. It was, a, it was like, it wasn't fair, but I was like, okay, I love to draw, but I love to sing. So I got in the choir and I was in the gospel choir for my whole high school career, classical, opera, everything. So <laughs> UIL, the whole, the whole nine. So gospel competitions and everything. So yeah, it was just from there. Um started doing like other people in the choir who, who were also my friends who were also into music. We started doing stuff outside the choir, just you know, um messing around with songs. And then I discovered that I also had a writing ability that I didn't know that I had because I never tried it. And um then I started writing, but I didn't start writing until like my senior year because I didn't right. I had so okay all right so as far as classical music do you still do you still mess around with it i can't i have i got a um do they have uil in, in chicago no. so there's a state competition in texas called uil and you're in the choir it doesn't matter if you're in the choir like like there's a gospel choir, but uil is all classical it's all classical so you have to be classically trained um, to to be on the regional level and the state level for UIL. And so I, I always went to state. I always got a, like, it's like a one, a two, and a three. So I always got a one. And um, my senior year, I'm still kicking myself about this, but I got a one, so I made it to state. And I, I skipped out on going because this rap group wanted me to record some vocals. <laughs> 
this rap group wanted me to record some some of their vocal hook and it was my first experience with going to the studio and I just thought oh my gosh I'm gonna go to the studio <laughs> I'm gonna go to the studio and record on this hook and I was just so excited and I told my mama mom I'm not going to state competition because I've been invited to the studio <laughs> to this day to this day, I'm I'm kicking myself because it was my senior year and I could have, I mean, you know, opportunities are opened up, you know, I could have, I went to, I went to UNT, which is like a really good music school. And um, yeah, I could have used my rankings at regionals and states to help me get into the music school <laughs> at UNT, but no, I wanted to go to the studio. You wanted to go to the studio. All right, without naming this I thought, that was, I group, thought that was the thing, you know? Okay, without naming this rap group or this artist, are they still around now? No. <laughs> okay. No disrespect to nobody that I just wanted to. But you know, I just had no idea. I was naive and all I heard was, the studio you know mm -hmm. it's like for people who are not into music they just say oh my god the studio the studio was right over here in this other room behind this wall <laughs> yes but I thought, oh my gosh i'm going to record something you know yeah. yeah it was just such a it was so hyped up not to say that it's something minor or whatever but it's just the fact that it can be so over exaggerated when you hear, oh, you going to the studio. So that's my mindset was like, oh, so yeah, I skipped out on something that was very important because I didn't know no better. <laughs> so yeah. Lesson learned. I think oftentimes mm -hmm. when we hear yeah. when we hear certain things, we have a visual visualization of what it might be versus what the reality of it really is. Right, right. And it, and it yeah. happens to people. I, I know people that have been, uh, uh, they've been, oh my God, they've been taken back by the fact that they're going to record and then they get there, they go like, this is it? I'm like, yep, this is it. Right. This is uh, it. Right. It's like, oh, I'm, it's no, yeah. it's, you know, yeah. So you know how to, yeah, so you know how yeah. to read music and everything. Yeah. No. Okay. I do not know how to read music. Okay. I learned to sight read for the purposes of passing my sight reading, mm -hmm. but the classical part was not a sight like the it was it was voice. It was learn the song, do the techniques and the vocals, but we it was not graded on are you reading the music. It was this is the song you're gonna sing. You have to go sing the song. They have to grade you on your vocals, your technique. Did you sing the song right? Did you hit this note right? Did you do this? Right, you know, whatever. But other than that, I didn't have, I wasn't, it wasn't graded on reading. Okay. So to this day, to this day, I cannot, <laughs> to this day, I can't sight read. I would learn just to pass the test in class, kind of like, you know, you a type and you know, yeah, I would learn for that purpose. But to this day, I still don't know how to, I don't know how to read music. Okay. Are you well, aware that your <laughs> Texas alumni, Pimp C, was classically trained in music? You said who? I didn't. You put out a little bit. Are you aware <laughs> that your Texas alumni, Pimp C, was classically trained in music? Oh yeah, I did. I, I saw that. I heard that. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. He, he played organ at the church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He could play guitar and all that. All the music you hear him doing on on those beats, that's all him mostly. 
Them joints were tough. Oh, yes. Yes, that man had a, a ear for music. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. All right, let's get into your project, Soliloquy. <laughs> Why name it Soliloquy? Oh. When we when we started the process, uh, I came up here last year, right around this time. Crazy. Yeah. So like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um at the time Makia was going through a lot of shit. Like, and immediately in my mind, it's like, hmm. You know, one of my favorite gangstar songs is called Soliloquy of Chaos. Okay. And basically, the short, you know, sh- short story, like <clears throat> different meanings, you know what I'm saying? And while her going through stuff and making an album like this, everything that she's going through, and it's a short album, it's not too long. <clears throat> you know, we want it to be short, but soulful at the same time. So that's why I call it the soliloquy, especially with what she was going through. Right. And like and, and not to say that any of the songs were about what I was going through. Um, but I mean, I believe like 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 Jeff was saying, because at first it was just the word soliloquy, you know, like to talk about your your thoughts and your feelings or whatever, but he put the soul in it. So change the spelling to soliloquy, because it is a soulful album. Um, but like the topics or the nature was not just not only just personal to just some of the stuff I was going through, but also you know just in in the work, you know what was going through, um, what was going on at the time, um, and I think it kind of like I was kind of stalling on the project for a while because it was just so much going on. I was so overwhelmed. Like I was dealing with stuff with my 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 kids. Um, before Jeff came down, my father had just passed away. I was dealing with stuff with my sister, like my half sister, you know, because we, I mean, we share, um, we have the same dad. So it was drama behind that. It was just a lot. And so um, it was like working on the project. And, you know, he would send me a track and be like, I want this kind of vibe. I was like, okay. It kind of, it was like therapeutic, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Can you describe so, yours? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. And it was something I was like, okay. Because at the time, for me, making a project like this, it was challenging. Because you already know I'm hip-hop to the core. <laughs> word. Rap word. Shit. <laughs> word. Rap shit. <laughs> Rap shit. And I was like, okay. I made it my business. I was like, I'm going to do an RBI. I want to prove I want to kind of change the narrative a little bit because most people be like, Jeff, all this rap shit. You know what I'm saying? And if, if you know me as a DJ, I play that R&B shit. No shame. Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, okay, I'm going to make an R&B album. And the way we connected, it was real. It was Everything was divine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything was divine. Like, for real, God? This is how you said this right. up? It was like, seriously. Was <laughs> and and, and you'll, be, you'll be surprised how how the connection was, and guess what it was? It was only through a Shazam. What? Like, mm-hmm. like um, I still then, can't believe it. Right. <laughs> like, that's crazy. When you tell the story, people be like, the fuck? <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you how it went down. So, 
I watched the episode of Chicago PD, right? And it was 21. Um, it was an episode that was focused on Kevin, Kevin's character. Anybody watch PD know Kevin is the black guy on fucking PD. Shout out to my man, Royce Hawkins. That's my man. Too. <laughs> so the episode comes on in a nightclub and they playing her song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, hold on. You watch PD? No, I do not. Okay. Anybody that watch PD knows they don't play no music on the show. <laughs> Zero. So when I heard it, I'm like, I'm thinking it's made for the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, at the time I was dealing with, I was at the crib with this girl. I was like, man, I'm going to watch that episode I'm going to press your hand. If, if a song come up in this motherfucker, I'm going to make sure that shit is right. Because sometimes when you press your hand, it don't, you know, it give you a wrong or crazy joint. So I pressed it, and my phone came up and it was hot. I'm like, what? Mm. Hey, I song to this motherfucker. Hold up, hold up. So me and this other producer friend of mine, we did the song, and I'm, I'm, I've, like just from years back, I had songs in this music library. And so every now and again, he'll send out requests like, hey, we're looking for a, a song that's like this, this genre, blah, blah, blah. So when they shot at the request for the Chicago people, well, they said they needed the Chicago Stepper style song. I was like, oh, step, we got one. So we submitted it. So when Jeff reached out to me, like we had submitted that songs months earlier. I didn't even know it had been chosen to be on the show oh wow had he not had he not reached out because they were behind you know this was 2021 so like production and stuff like that they were still behind from 2020 so as far as like catching up to like communicate stuff and money i mean all this stuff took months so i didn't even know it was on the show and so he reached out you know he he got to my youtube channel and i checked my comments and he was like, yo, some whatever you oh, said. And I was like, huh? I said, oh, Chicago PD, what you talking about? I had no idea. And I, and I hit on the gram. I said, yo. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this is this this shit cold. What the fuck? Where you get it from? Like, I, I looked it up on Spotty. I'm like, man, it's a banger. Mm. And I, I said, man, I need that MP3, please. I need that. So once um, she sent me the MP3, and I said, yo, I do I do beats. You know, I produce. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, cool. I, I sent her the late night app. She heard it. She's like, oh, that's nice. And from there, that's when I said, I'm going to send, I said, give me your email. I'm going to send you a couple of beats. Mm-hmm. And then from there, because... I sent her a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. All of them, and most, and ninety percent of the joints were no samples. Okay, I didn't really, okay. get, I really didn't get into the sample until I came up here. You know what I'm saying? And when I came up here, I sent her because, like, on the album, only it's like one. At the time, there's only one sample. Mm-hmm. Everything else was keyboard. Okay, so I was like, from that point, yeah, that's 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 when we started working. Yeah. How many how many times did this song play on Chicago PD? Once. Yeah, it was in a one episode. It was, it was and it was one. because it was a club scene, right? Yeah. It was a it was nightclub a club. scene at the beginning of the episode. I think it was 
season nine, episode five or something. <laughs> I still can't okay. remember. Just asking. Yeah. yeah. Now, what if you do check out the episode? This is between not it's a uh, episode five or six. Because okay. it's focused on Ken. Yeah, when he when them kids shot wasn't that the, the whole yeah. little where them kids shot uh yeah. somebody. Because he met this and he kid. met that girl. Yeah. He was dating a he was yeah. dating a art teacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just asking, just in case there's any um royalties or publishing you need to grab or tell them, hey, yeah. I oh, I still money. get I still get it. Okay. I still I'm still getting royalties. Um because you know. I guess as long as it's on on the air somewhere and somebody is watching it, you know, yeah. big big and small, you know, I get a check for ten dollars. <laughs> like okay, hey, whatever. it's out there, it's out yeah. there, you know. Yeah. All right, so we start off with the your album, the intro with Jeff the Illis running his mouth, right, talking his little ish, right, always in a way you want to see somebody in your videos. All of your songs. Oh no, he will be in all the videos. Gotta Believe, be. yeah, he gotta be. Yeah, doing, doing, doing his, doing his, doing his puff, daddy. I gotta be, and most of it, like we already have a vision for some of the songs oh, on yeah. the video side. Okay. Like, there's a bit, like for example, sing slow. I would not be in the video. I'll be fine. I have a camera. No, you party and you the DJ at the that, pool party. Remember? I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you the quick truth. <laughs> so tonight and sing slowly are gonna be two videos. Yeah, but let's so let's not let's not talk about that. Can we get to the song? We can do, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm gonna go give song by song. All right, go ahead. We can we can stop the intro. Man, let's start with that. Cause I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I thought she took the video. She, she fucked me up. Cause we had a whole different, we had a whole different intro for the project, right? Okay. I think yeah, we go on the interlude, and that was gonna be a sample track, but it was mean, mean, mean as shit. But I wanted her not to really sing. I wanted her to be like ball on that paper. Like she writing something, and then she talking about everything that she doing. Tired of this shit. Oh man! Okay, we do that for the next one. Oh, that's gonna okay. happen. Okay, yeah, we... <laughs> that's gonna happen. Chapter two. Oh, yeah, like like, yeah we doing it for chapter like two. She balling her paper, and she talking shit about whatever she's going through. And I'm trying to write this, and she's singing notes in between, and she's balling up. But the beat was too. The beat was too. She said it's too hip hop. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And you I said, kept okay. it. That would have kept a lot. That would have had a oh, lot of people. Crazy. That's going to be a whole Yeah, it's a whole experience. vibe. So, yeah. We've been okay. putting it together on conversation. Yeah. Like, okay. on conversation. Because, like, that shit. Like, I consider this, this the soliloquy is mellow. It's mellow. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's it, has, it has a 90s vibe to it, too. Right. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's pretty, sensual. It's in certain aesthetics. It is. It's intimate. Uh, intimate. Mm. But chapter two, we're not. We make it sure. <laughs> he yeah. said no love shit no on love chapter two. Shit. <laughs> no it's gonna be on some like. Let's get it. This nigga. <laughs> this nigga. 
This fucking broad, man. She taking the food. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the intro was interesting because that was one of the last few songs that I sent them. And I put, and I'm gonna be honest, I forgot I made it. Okay. I forgot. I sat on it. So and and she flipped it. I was like, because I didn't even realize it on some in a sense when she goes to the interlude. Yeah. Like, oh, what did I do that shit? Oh, okay. Uh huh. Yeah, it was a part of the song, same track, but the ending had a different vibe, and he didn't realize. It. And I was like, "Have you heard the whole track?" So I was like, "I got an idea. I'm gonna use the same track, but I'm just gonna use the, you know, oh, like I'm just gonna Be use back. the, I'm just gonna use the different, uh, the end of the, the end of the track where you switch it up." So he was like, "Oh, okay." So he didn't even know, he didn't even know his own track. <laughs> he yeah. didn't realize that the from feel to the end of the track. So yeah, I just do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm right here. I'm right here. Y'all good? Y'all good? It might just be on y'all, and y'all probably got phone calls and everything coming through there. That's me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we move on to track two. Don't sleep. Yeah, I, I'll deal with him later. We're we going to act like we, it ain't even happening. Oh, we're going to deal with him later. All right. Yeah. Hey, hey, but it cut off on me one time before he know he already know. So, um, so listen, we get to uh, track number two, Don't Sleep, right? And you're talking about yeah. your city and where you're from, right? Which is a good thing. Yeah, talking about like, what works, right? Yeah. Yeah. What made you want to put that song on there? Oh man! Just, a, just okay, a rap. So, so I always went to the boss. Boss, what's your concept for this song? Right. Listen, <laughs> yeah. listen. I'm gonna be. I'm finna. I'm, I'm finna go on. I'm finna make these R&B niggas mad. Check it. <laughs> okay. All right. The problem I have with R&B is that we are so focused on relationship-driven records, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I have no problem with relationship relationship-driven. You know, love, breakups, you know what I'm saying? The in between. That's great. But I never heard a singer talk about where they're from. And that's and, and maybe that's because of the hip hop state that I did. Right. Because most most of the time in hip hop, you gotta represent where you're from. Right. I'm from over east. If you're from Chicago and I say I'm from over east, you know what's up with me. Right, right. So I'm like since this is a, our, our first project and I want her to, it's a, it's a project that represents her, mm-hmm. I want her to talk about where you're from mm-hmm. and show love to where you're from. Mm-hmm. That was the purpose. I was like, you gotta do that. And actually- And it was refreshing. You know, I was like, oh, okay, I've never, okay. And you know, I took inspiration from, I love Raheem, the, Raheem Devon's love experience. The first track he talked about all of that. He talked about where he was from. He talked about his whole experience of what, you know, he learned to love from his whole experience and where he's from. And so I took from that because I, that's one of my favorite songs on that whole um, that whole album. And so, you know, I had never done that before, like talked about Fort Worth because people, 
you know, I figured like, you know, nobody want to hear about Fort Worth. Nobody know, know about Fort Worth, you know. <laughs> they know about Dallas, but, you know, even though we're in the same metroplex, you know, we're part of the same, we're the next big city right next to Fort Worth. It's like two huge cities that connect all these little cities and uh, nobody ever talks about it. So it was, it was weird, but at the same time, I wanted it to be something universal so that it was like, the hook part was like, anybody could sing that. I don't care where you're from, you know, anybody could, you have to be from Fort Worth, you know, don't sleep on my city, Chicago, don't sleep on my city, Miami, you know, wherever, wherever you're from. So I wanted, we wanted it to be something that anybody could um, relate to as far as, you know, the actual hook chorus. Oh. Good, good. All right. And then we get to number three tonight. That song to me sounds like a song that you is a feel good song, kind of like a chill bop to it. Something you can dance and step to one of those songs that, you know, it's just a, a lighthearted song. Uh, what made you come up with that idea? One of my two to three of my favorite producers at R&B is Chucky Thompson, KG from Naughty by Nature. Okay. And Eddie L from Heavy D in the Boys. Those three producers make some of the best dance of tempo records. You know what I'm saying? If you look at Chucky Thompson, who was with Bad Boy, he did Mary J. Blasey's You Gonna Need Joy, The Whole My Life Show. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Fake First Time produced a lot of that. Um, when you look at KG, he produced Jaheen, Coffee Brown. Next, did um, deal with Eddie F. Eddie F. When it came to remixing, he remixed TLC's uh, "Ain't Too Proud to Bad." Produced Rough Ends. A, a lot of those records uh, from that era that were danceable. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, that was my inspiration for tonight. Okay. Because uh, I was like, I wanted. Like I'm, I'm gonna be honest. If I do any R&B album, I'm definitely gonna make some records for the club. I'm a DJ. Oh, yeah. I'm a you DJ. got to. Yeah, you, yeah, got you to. have to. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm make. I'm you gotta make, mix it up. You gotta mix it up. Yeah, I, I, I think this is one of the things for me. Uh, in the '90s, over time, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of those '90s records, when you're dealing with artists like Keith Sweat, Freddie Jackson. Luther Vandross, at some point in their career, they just said, if I'm a balladeer, I'm just going to make ballads. Right. Right? And I, I have no problem with that. Right? But that got lost in, like, it got lost in translation, translations when we can't do no, no tempo. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And mm -hmm. that's why that's why when you look at hip-hop, they would say hip-hop to go. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody in R&B wasn't making no tempo. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, from, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, but, that's, but still, that was like you said, it was early on, right? Girl. And then from then on, it was straight, yeah, yeah. And they knew, like, when you look at Freddie or the Osleys mm -hmm. or Keep Sweat or Jodeci, you know what I'm saying? Jodeci was at 40, yeah, that's they, when they had, they had, to, they had, to, they had to do it, yeah, because they was under the perfect, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. But when you look at all the other two or three albums. Straight, straight all that, all that records they were known for was for them battles. Straight baby making. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, you really didn't. You really didn't get into the up tempo stuff until Mary came. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mary, I I agree, so, but I think somewhere in there with the Isleys, they did make switches. They did have songs that that did switch up. Um, if you go like in that. the beginning, like I say, early on in the '70s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like in the '80s, they stayed in that that disco era. They had they had they yeah. had to. But, but, like, but we have to we have to thank them for that because a lot of their music is is what has been key to the success of hip hop as well. So. Oh yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, we got into the eighties and the mid and the early nineties. They started making mid tempo and slow jams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they got older, man. Them dudes been putting out music since the fifties. <laughs> like, what is he? He like eighty? Is he eighty? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. You think about it. they've been they've been doing music since the fifties, bro. Right. Yeah. And I, man, I, I just told somebody that they need any lifetime achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and not just as an R&B group, as a rock group, because that's where that's the, they got early beginnings as rock. Like They are originators. Mm-hmm. Give them every award they that's out there because they, they earned it. Now. now. They can do it now. Yeah, they in the Time is running out. They in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are? Okay. They are. Yeah, right. Lifetime achievement, not lifetime achievements. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. They, they not. They they should get every award there is possible because they did rock yeah. and everything, mm-hmm. and they still killing shit mm-hmm. right yeah. now. Relevant. Yeah. Yeah, I love those dudes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. tonight was like that record for me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my up tempo card on these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Word Big Bird. Yeah, Word Big Bird. Right. Like, okay. yeah. So when when she when she came up with it, I was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? I think that was that's your comfort zone, man. What? No. How hard was man? It seemed like you were it was easy for you. Well, it was time. easy because I was like, okay. And plus I had already you no, know, I told you that. The first few lines of, of tonight is you want to see if I still got it, don't you, babe? Because I got a song called and You Still Got It. Mm-hmm. So I took infor- inspiration from that as being like, this is part two, but you still okay. got it. Right. So it was easy to write to once I was like, okay, uh, all right, I got this. So, but no, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's my comfort zone. The, mm-hmm. the, let's do this. I came up with that just like that. I mean, it just, I don't necessarily have a comfort zone. It's just it's whatever. It's the track and the inspiration. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the artists, sometimes the track speaks to the artist differently. Yeah, and sometimes it just comes easier with each track. You know, sometimes it's a little harder, and sometimes it's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm getting something right away. You know, so it just depends. That's tonight though. It it wasn't different. Like when I make music, certain records don't take a lot it don't take that much to do you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying i was like okay tonight tonight was like really like okay i got that yeah you know what i'm saying so okay all right so then we go to number four beautifulest Ooh. in the world <laughs> i'm gonna be honest that's like that's my favorite song right now okay because to me, it sounds like a sensual, soft melody that celebrates intimacy in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy because that's the last song I did on the project. Okay. Because we were pretty much done. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
Jeff kept Jeff kept adding on. Yeah. There you go. That's his <laughs> job. That's his job. <laughs> yeah. 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 And she's more like a man. I was like, shit. And then all I heard was, give it to Nikita. Give it to Nikita. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So I said, Nikita, we got one more. We got one more. You know what I'm saying? So here's the inspiration. I don't know if you really heard it, but when I when I made the beat. When I heard the chords to it, I was like, shit, this should sound like some a smoother version of the most beautiful thing in this world by Keith Murray. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, let me make it make sure that I put my put my feel to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you said that because by the name alone, that's what I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's some Keith Murray in there. The most beautiful mm-hmm. thing in this world is just mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> And that was like one of my favorite rap records in high school in 93. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it was so, it was so different. You know what I mean? Still had the feel, but still, it was a record that still had to, you can get the girls off that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you still get the ladies. Oh, yeah. And but if that song to her, she'd be like, for real. Yeah. One of, one of the <laughs> things I also got from that song was like, it was kind of like you were building up and, and, and building up the ego and confidence of your loved one, the person that you're uh, that you're involved with too. So when I was, yeah, listening, I was like, when, okay. When do you hear a woman calling her beautiful? You know, I thought about that too. Like, you know what? Not unless you love them. You ain't saying that unless right, you love them. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, everybody can be beautiful, but I'm like, okay, I'm a woman and I'm looking at this man like, baby, you know, you're just the most beautifulest thing in this world. I just love you so much. I want to lift you up and just let you know you just mean the world to me, you know, whatever. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of one of my, what's one of my favorites. Yeah. And it, it, you could tell by which, like you said, I can't go on and on. Mm-hmm. I can't stop writing. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I can talk about, yeah. talk about it all day, but yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's, that's like one of my favorites. You okay. know what I'm saying? Because and how I made it. It mm. wasn't, I put it like this, I, it wasn't difficult to make, but I wanted mm. to make sure that it was sexy, but still not good. Yeah, it's something. It still got that mm-hmm. mean not. And that's the thing that, you know, that one thing about me, I'm gonna make an R&B joint. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. keep it hip hop, I'm yeah. gonna keep it, I'm gonna have that knocked on you. And that's the difference though. Because when I listen to hip hop and RB inspired hip hop uh, songs, some try to soften it. Either they soften or they go hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They soften it up or go hard. And I wanted to be like, okay, I'm going to still be sweet, but I'm going to still keep it powerful. Okay. All right. And then we move along to number five temperature. Yeah. Temperature. Which sounds like a double entendre to me. 
for a lot of things yes out here all yes right. yeah okay all right so so it just sounds like she was saying it's too nice outside to be inside which I was like, man, you could, I could take that a couple different ways. There's a lot to be involved with out here as far as the way the our neighborhoods and communities are suffering and dealing with things. But at the same time, yeah, boom, bang, bang. But then at the same time, it's like, hey, we we could we could be outside doing other things besides staying inside watching TV all day. Like, let, let's go get some air. Let's get some fresh air. Let's go get some of this uh, yeah. sunlight. You know, let's go for a walk and everything like that. How did that song come about? Uh, inspiration first. So, okay, so you said, okay, so you know how you name the tracks. Just because you name a track something don't necessarily mean that I have the right to that concept or whatever, but at the same time, you were like, talk about what's going on. Talk about such and such. And so I was just like, okay, yeah. And the name is Temperature. Bet I'm about to do a metaphor. Oh, it's about to be a metaphor. <laughs> so, like you said, it's, a, it's double, double meaning. It's about all the stuff going on. It was, you know, we had just come out of all these protests and everything. It was just a lot, a lot. And I'm like, you know, it's 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 a lot of stuff to speak up about. Mm -hmm. So get out and get heard or do what you need to do. But at the same time, like you said, it was almost like don't just be sitting around doing nothing pretty much. It's too nice outside to, to, you know, so basically saying that now is the time. It's the right time to go ahead and and, and, and get out and get in the movement, whatever move, whatever cause, whatever, whatever. Now is the time, it's the right time. You know, temperature is rising. Also meaning that like things are heating up, you know, it's getting real out here in these streets, you know? <laughs> so, hence temperature rising, you know? So it was like a lot of, it was a lot of different inspirations. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you notice the drums I used, I used the mob deep drums from all uh, temperatures rising. Yeah, okay. yeah, he played the songs. <laughs> yeah. That, that yeah. The infamous mob deep album. Okay. Life change. And temperature okay. rising. One of my favorite records. Yeah, salute to Prodigy and my uh Havoc, man. Havoc, you are a damn fool when it comes to beat making, sir. Uh, he he don't get he don't get a lot of love like he mm -mm. should. Mm -mm. Yeah, mm -mm. Let's talk about that real quick because this is a dude that <laughs> not only uses samples but he'll take small parts of samples and turn it into something mm -hmm. totally different than what you actually heard. Right. I think what's the name produced that Q Tip, I think. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, having produced 90% of the album, but it was like maybe three records outside of that. And uh, Tip did two records on that. He did uh, Temperatures Rising and uh, Drink Away the Pain. Uh -huh. when, I heard, when I heard Temperatures Rising, I was like, yo, Tip? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I. Like Tip don't at the time Tip didn't really Q Tip didn't really produce for people outside of unless it was tribe, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I heard temperatures rising, I'm like, oh, really? And then I did the remix, and 
Same fella. You know what I'm saying? Same fella. And that's that was the inspiration to make that joint. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I told her, I was like, man, we, we I don't want to have a full of love song. Mm-hmm. I want to have songs that are like I'm from variety. Let's, yeah. let's 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 talk about everything we gotta do. Mm-hmm. And we don't have enough positive R and B records that's are, that are relevant but still are singable. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too preachy, but very honest and very truthful. Mm-hmm. You know, not songs I, that will also stand the test of time. Temperature, I, I think you might have got one with that one. Bong bong. All right, so then you go into number six, the interlude. Whose idea was that? That same thing. The interlude, yeah. <laughs> the interlude and the intro is the same thing. Okay. So the way I, because I was going to give her another, like I was like, we need an interlude to break up the monotony uh-huh. of the project. So she said, Jeff, I'm going to take the intro and the interlude. We're going to continue that. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, it reminded me of, uh, I'm going to throw it back, Alexander O'Neill. He did uh-huh. say it. Now, that album for me, that's like one of my albums that's going to be tattooed in my spirit because my dad played it so much <laughs> on the box, right? And I can, I, mean, I still have the vinyl, and the vinyl is like, it, it's like you could tell it's been played. So like, oh, no. <laughs> that's how I'm under the album backwards and forward. And one thing I loved about Hearsay is that Hearsay had a lot of interviews. You know what I'm saying? So he would have sags and interviews in between his song. And when I was like, okay, she said, I'm going to do the intro and the interview in the same way. And I was like, hmm. I was like, just trust me. I said, I'm, I'm going to record it. I'm going to send it to you. Just let me know what you think. If you don't like it, you know, yeah, we can do something to switch it up. And he didn't realize when I did the interlude, there's the same, like that, that part of the song that I did, same track as the intro. I just did a different part of the track and he didn't realize that it was the same track because it sounded different. Right. Um, so, you know, the, the intro is talking about, you know, um, come go with me. Come on. We, we about to, you know, and then the interlude is like, okay, I'm glad you, you, you sticking with me, you know, <laughs> stay with, you know, right. Right keep, keep, keep listening, you know, stay right here with me. Um, but yeah, it was, it was the same track. Um, it was just a part of the song that I heard. I was like, okay, but this would be dope. I can flip it. And it was like, oh, that is in that song. And <laughs> you know, so I'm like, yeah, it's right here. I like that. That's, that's like, a dope idea. I like that. I yeah. like that. Like, we want to welcome people in from the intro. Mm-hmm. And once we got people already. Right, got your attention now. Your yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Stay right mm-hmm. here. Keep on. Keep keep listening. Keep yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah. We got like we thought these three four, three records was tough. Keep on going. Mm-hmm. To go to go back, you spoke on Raheem Devon. One of my favorite Raheem Devon songs is "Garden of Love." I love the harmony in that song. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one is it? Album is it on? Uh, "Love and War" masterpiece, I think. Okay. No, it's not on the love experience. Love experience is my favorite. So okay. <laughs> I have well, go back and yeah, go back and listen to that song. That song is, is that the album? Is that the album that um 
marathon? It might be. I can't remember everything on that album. Oh, That's just yeah. that was just like my favorite song on there because of you said Garden of Love. Garden of Love. Okay, okay, I'm not listening. One of my favorite songs uh, from that album. Um, I just I just love that song, the harmony and everything that he did with that. Um, I love singing that song as well, mm-hmm. uh, which gets us to number seven. Let's do this, which to me sounds like. <laughs> Or play of sensual melodies and harmonies. <laughs> first record we made. Yeah, that was the okay. first first. Yeah. That's the first bomb. Now yeah. let me make sure that this interview goes out. DJs, I'm doing two versions. One oh, yeah. version is going to be not a uh, no DJ, not me. But let's do this. It will be the only first. I will be only. That will be the only voice that you hear on that song. Because that was the very first song we made. Mm-hmm. Um, I think me and her have something in common because when when we get into the love action, I am not gonna lie. <laughs> My last marriage, I jumped in head first. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> in three months, I said, "Fuck it." Let's go. Do this. Let's do this. Oh, you are the original. Yes, do this. <laughs> said, you didn't tell me that was you, Jeff. Let's do this. Let's go. Shame <laughs> on you, sir. Let's do it. Like, that song, like, that I, song don't mean do it after three months. It means I said three, we No, it. no, it was three months and we went together and then like maybe six months after we decided to go on it. Okay, okay. But it it didn't last. <laughs> it lasted five or five good years. But hey, but sometimes, but I'm gonna say this, sometimes in love, if it's a good especially between the ages of 35 and up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes if you've been married before, right, you ain't got you know, you know at that age. You, you know the time. Some people gonna go with less to mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Fuck everything. Mm-hmm. It's, for, it's for the grown folks. <laughs> Kids ain't gonna like that. Yeah, no, I, Kids are like everything else, yeah. but that one's for the grown. They gonna be like, what? She talking about getting married? Oh, hell no. You know, they not gonna like that. We're the same eyesight. Yeah. We understand, we understand the moves. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and make that thing happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it could be applied to. Not only marriage, like, right? Man, let's go on this vacation. Right. Fuck it, right? Let's you know get away. You know? Let's yeah, cash just... that. Like, I got that. Uh, I got some more extra money. What are we talking about? Right. Let's get away. Let's get away. What let's go. Man, let's go. Right. No, nope, no procrastinating. Let's just get to it. Right, uh, let's get right. right to it. So it's, it's you know it's about spontaneity, like you said. You know it doesn't necessarily have to be about. You know, going because my my idea. I mean, I will say the the concept. My idea was like, hmm, I never hear hear anybody writing about eloping. You know, <laughs> just drop it in, be like, you know what? Like you said, yeah, come on, let's 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 just go. Mm-hmm. Let's just 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 pack some bags and go. I already know you feeling me. We feeling each other. I know you the one. You know I'm the one. What, what we doing? What what we doing? Let's just go ahead and do this. So that's what that song is about. And I never really heard anybody like you know you hear songs about getting married. But you don't hear anything about. Come on, right now, <laughs> like let's let's go elope, let's do it right now. So okay. that's yeah. kind of yeah. 
Smack moves. Smack moves. Let's let's uh yeah, yeah, we can tell everybody when we're done. We ain't gotta we, book the flight, pack your bag, let's go. <laughs> we can come back, be like, I was married now. I was married. What? Let's 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 just make this thing happen. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially, you know, like I know I know a lot of times when it comes to eloping, the problems with eloping is parents, family, mm-hmm. and uh friend. Yeah. So and what I say, this is our love. Our love. This is our love. You gotta do it nobody else. Love. Yeah. And many people and here sometimes with friends, um, a lot of times we want to keep our, put our friends in our love, mm. but at the end of the day, when we get married, our friends don't have nothing to do with our love. Right? Nope. Can't, can't do- I'm saying it's they us. got nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's that's y'all thing to work out. Right. Absolutely. So then you guys get into the next song, number eight, which is "Sing Slowly." Wait, let me go back to number seven because it was kind of like this Adina Howard type of feeling to that song. I don't know if you you, you all heard that, but I, I there was a little bit of some Adina Howard in there. To me, it let's do this. Yeah, it's kind of like it was like kind of like not her freakiness, but it was like if she was being romantic, that's kind of what it would sound like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Smooth and bold. Yeah. But that's just me. Anyway, moving on. Number eight, sing slowly. I thought it was messing around. I thought it was messing around. Come on. I'm sure there's a pet this song. <laughs> Come on. I'm just packing a t-shirt and panties. Let, let's go. Let me say this. I was mesmerized by Adina okay. Howe when she first came out. I'm pretty sure you were. Yeah. Every, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. I immediately, I whatever whatever a freak was, I was like, give me that. I want whatever that is. Whatever, what sign is me up. Sign me up. Oh. Nah. <laughs> nah, so. All right, so sing, but, sing um, slowly. What's the next? Um, okay, yeah. that's our back. Yeah. That's our slow song. Yeah. You okay. know what I'm saying? But not so slow. We want to keep it mid-tempo. But okay. still keep it. I call it the sexiest record of the project because it felt that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. We're talking about the remix as we speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A really, a real ballad. We're going to balladize it. Yeah, that sounds like a song <laughs> where you, you need to be tucked away where you need to be at home. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I heard on that song. Yeah. It was like, like, this is where we stay home tonight and, and just chill out. Oh, yeah. um, and oh, make some stuff yeah. happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, and it was just real. And uh, again, like whatever you named the track, I don't know what the original name of that track was like, "Swim Slowly" or something. Swim slow. And I was like, "Swim." Yeah. Swim slow. It kind of reminds you. Just of a flow, right? Flow. You in yeah. the water. You in the water, and it was, you know. That's where he got the video. So, so yeah, when, you know, I took the inspiration basically from what he named the track and I was like, okay, well, I'm a singer. Let me reference how he makes me feel with just different things to do with singing, you know, the melody and your, 
the the your tone and your timbre and your you know your rhythm just all this I put out a little musical terms in the song and you know that's very important because you know tone is everything. it is everything <laughs> oh, like you could be telling me about myself but it's your tone I'll be like okay baby I'm sorry. Yeah. But Nakia, I don't think a lot of people understand that with men and women, it's not what you say, yeah. it's how you say it. It's how you say, you say it. It, yeah. it can change everything. I mm -hmm. mean, everything. So, yeah. And I use that in my DJing as well. Um, setting a different, setting a tone when you, when you, when I DJ is very important. Mm -hmm. um, you, Especially for a wedding, mm -mm. you want to set a tone. Up, you know what I'm saying? If you had an argument in that car, when you walk in that room, <laughs> that shit is over with. Right. It's a peaceful way. She gonna say I'm sorry at the, when you walk in about five minutes in. <laughs> Cause she gonna feel so warm on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the DJ oh. and the mood that was set. Yeah. And tone is everything. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Even in even. Bad day, yeah. you know, and you and like I always, and I say this in my DJ classes, I have a thing called TPR timing, patience, rhythm. Mm -hmm. The rhythm part is very important. Mm -hmm. If we're not, if we're not dancing together, right, we can't rock. Get in sync. Yeah, let me make that clear. Mm -hmm. Somebody, somebody found it. I'm gonna sound them up for you. I'm just saying, Eba, I shunda, I felt it in my so spirit, man, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> the rhythm and the tempo got to be right. Yeah. Y'all not, hey, and it's in the word. The word says, if two or more people are not walking together, are not agreeing together, shut your mouth, let's move. Mm -hmm. Gotta be equally up. Yeah, do we need to restart? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. It left off. It left off on equally yoke. That was the last thing I remember. So, walking like is that me and that woman? We're not gonna see eye to eye musically. That means we're not gonna see eye to eye all the way around. It depends on how much younger she is. If she and her, she twenty five. Oh, wait. What you mean? We we good? No, she don't know none of the stuff. Yeah. If she 25, she wouldn't even. No, no, I'm 90s. talking about we're not gonna even rock. Oh, I thought you meant like we good, like I'll mm -hmm. her. I'm no, gonna no, say, no, oh no, she don't no. have a clue about nothing going on at 25. No, no. Oh, that's no. what I mean. That's to be lost. And what's, and what's in crazy, translation, what's, what's insane time. to me is that we got men, right? That are in their mid 40s yeah, be okay. trying to chase these 20 year olds. I don't see how they know. And I don't see what's going on. Yeah, what no. do they have in common? It's just nothing. a sex First of all, this music ain't music for anyway. So, I mean, she told the truth there. Just musically, right. what having in common. Because they, the young, well, it depends. It depends on how they grew up. 
because some younger people grew up around older people with some sense that listen to real music. So mm-hmm. it depends on what they grew up around. But at the same time, it's like they're they're now they think, oh yeah, that's and we looking like what? You know, no, that ain't what that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I mean it's the same way for a woman. Like I'm not gonna and, and young dudes because I'd be like, baby, no. <laughs> Not happening at all, you know. And, so I, and, no. and I'm gonna go here. Even some of these forty year old girls, they're trying to be young. They're trying to be twenty. No, you can't do that. <laughs> it, matter of fact, I, I'm gonna I'm set the tone real good. I love Glorilla, but if you acting like Glorilla, <laughs> and you forty, and you in your forties, done. Go sit down. It's something about a woman who listens to Bob Deep, though. <laughs> like, if a woman pumping Bob Deep, we could. We got a good day. Yeah, we might have a, be able to have a good conversation at some point in time. Because oh. I, I know, I know, I know you're a rider, and I know you probably oh, been through something. Oh. If I know we got something good. <laughs> we got, we got something. You, it's something special about you. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. Yeah, uh, if you if you can tell me about some Wu Tang, some Mob D, some oh, hey, some hey, out hey. some outcasts, then we good. Outcast, woo, it's listen, my listen, you, you, oh, you tell yes. me some Wu, some Ghostface. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if you like some scar, if you like some Scarface, I I, I fuck with you. I fuck oh, with yeah. you. Yeah. Hey, though, man. <laughs> a girl pull up on me playing nut, man. I'm I'm keeping it. Yeah. Just off that alone. Let's do this. You, you got to flag it down. You got to flag it down. Hey, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> I'm finna hump that horn. I'm like, turn that, take, put that window back. Who your man? Now we're right. talking We'll talk about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Don't speak so soon. We'll talk about that. Mm. Oh, Conversations for later. All right. So number nine, we get to the, your shout outs, uh, your outro, which is the shout outs and thank you. Mm-hmm. Listen, that, that, that was another last one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had a different beat, but I'm going to be honest, that beat was too happy for me. <laughs> like, that's linen pants on the beat. Linen pants. <laughs> yeah. Like we're going leather, to leather sandals, let us slide. Yes. Outside <laughs> step set at Pier 31. Oh like, uh, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> so what I did was I said I sent her the beat first. Cause like the beat was it. I had to be, I had I've been sitting on the beat for a while. But I didn't put no drums on that shit on purpose. Okay. Because I'm like, it's and that's a sample, but it's like one of them samples that's real obscure. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell no, I'm not gonna tell you the sample. It's a real smooth jazz one. Okay. So when I heard it, I was like, shit. Like I was I was playing the album as is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you just got a different feel for it. Other than what was right, I had a different yeah. feel, and it was so like this shit smooth. I gotta have something to close out smooth, right? And I was I was in there playing beats. And I was like, dun, 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 dun. 
It's an outro. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's like when I like we we, we telling a story, we mm-hmm. want to close it out. And and I, and and you know, here we go, movie shit. Mm-hmm. The early 80s movies and shit. You know what okay. I'm saying? But in credits, you know, I still I I'm a record collector. I do collect soundtracks too. Mm-hmm. Real time. You'd be looking to see who did such yeah. this song. Yeah, I watch the credits too. Yeah. I'll <laughs> yeah. be there. I do the same thing. What's the credits? When them credits came up, I was like, oh, th- this this the end credit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For the album. Speaking uh, of end credits real quickly, the end of John Wick, did you stay all the way to the end? No, I'm going to see that shit again just for that. Okay. You don't stay in it. No, no, no. You're supposed to always sit. No, no, you're not because every movie doesn't have anything at the end. Yeah, but, but you the- have to stay just in case it does. You have to wait just in case. Now, you now, I know. do it with Marvel, but I didn't do it with John Wick. But a so, lot of movies started doing right. that, even not none Marvel movies. What's crazy was it was so packed at that Darren screen that I was like, that's old. Oh, and he was trying to use Right, and I have to get it for half that. Oh, okay. And she, she'll find out when she finally goes to a screen and what it really looks like. You're going to be like, yo, I want to get up out of here. I feel, I went, I've been to a screen before. I saw the screening of This Man Holiday. It was a screening, and that was it was packed. You know right. when it when it came when they came back out. Right. So yeah, it's packed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm like, I gotta get the fuck about this bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But most of the, most of the, the most of the many screenings are packed to the wall. Mm-hmm. The yeah, they're trying to get in, and everybody don't get in. So. Yeah, and then people would be inviting their mama, daddy, and their dog too. So right, right. <laughs> so that was like my hand credit. You know what I'm saying? And I was surprised she loved it. Yeah. So I was like, yo. I sat there, I was like, ooh. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, that's smooth. <laughs> yeah, that's real smooth. Yeah. Side note, before we go in, hey, Brandon Johnson is our new man. Yeah. No comment. We'll and then you, and then you ended with Chicago stuff. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and then you ended with the remix to "Let's Do This." Is that correct? What well, not a remix? Just it's 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 an after hours version. Of, okay. Yeah. Uh, just okay. no drums. Yeah. No drums. You just took it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Right. It's. We made it. I wanted to be number one. I wanted to close it out century. Mm-hmm. But here we go. I'm finna throw it back at me. Me and the DJ used to collect the MC, the MCA 12 inches, the RD joints. They used to have Quiet Storm versions. Oh, Quiet Storm. Quiet Storm. Like even, even the fast <laughs> records. Like, for example, uh, New Edition, If It Isn't Love, uh, Bobby Brown has a Quiet Storm version to. My, not my brother, don't be cruel. Like Bellevue of the Vogue. They have Quiet Storm versions what? of a lot of their songs okay. on the 12 inches. Okay. Quiet Storm versions will be like no drums that, that smooth out the song a little bit to make it more sensual and calming so they could get you know, songs on, on formats. Right? Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite MCA 12 inches was Shantae's, Shantae Moore's uh, Love Second Life. 
Oh. Old school love. Them two drums. Okay. Them two verses with no drums. My God. Come. <laughs> oh, okay. God. That was my favorite motherfucking uh, versions. You know, so I really didn't care for the, the original version. But like when we hit a quiet storm version, you take the drums out, it's sound. It, cha- it changes the changes whole vibe. I mean, it really vibe. does change the feel. Right. Yeah. So when I said, I was like, okay, we saw it. Like we did that first. Mm-hmm. So I said, man, I told uh, her engineer, Mike, Mike 360, shout out to him. Salute, Mike so 360. Take them drums out. Mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, she said, cool. I heard it. I was like, shit. This shit sounds sexy. Yeah, it, t- it gave it a, a different feel. It's a different feel. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have that. But um, that's a, that's going to be the album. Okay. All right. All right. We made the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> On another note, back to, back to movies, films. Did you mm-hmm. see Spinning Gold? Not, Not yet. Oh, I can't wait to see that. I was supposed to go see that. I heard it's really. Oh, cool. I can't wait to see that. Is that about Tommy Matola? It's Motown. No, no, no. It's no, not no, no, no. It's Casablanca Records. Oh yeah, Casablanca. But wasn't it a competition? Wasn't it a battle between Casablanca and Motown or something? What is the movie? Am I thinking of another movie? Casablanca, I think, was ran by Tommy Matola before he got the song. Okay. He runs it now. He runs time. Uh, time of Matola runs Casablanca now, but back then that it's was the, the guy who had it before that. Okay. All right. Yeah. And yeah. What what he did and how he pulled it all off is is it's a decent story. His kids are actually involved in telling the actual story, and I think I don't know. I didn't do any back research on it, but it, but it's kind of like them saying. For everybody who don't know where Kiss came from and Donna Summers, it was our dad. Our dad did that. And he's never going to get any credit right. until now. Awesome. Yeah, I want to see that. I'm ready to see that too. Yeah, it's uh, at the show. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a good, it was a good movie, man, to sit there and listen to him talk. And then, you know, he went from $4 million in debt to finally getting a hit and then things changing. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, def- I'm definitely gonna go see it now. I'm, I'm yeah. mad as hell. Yeah, I have a question for Nikki as well. Who are your musical influences? Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those. <laughs> okay. Well, I, okay. No. Well, I will say this. My first musical influences going back to when I was a little kid, like even before anybody knew I could sing or it was even paying attention to me to know I could sing. I would always sing Anita Baker. I love some Anita Baker. Oh my goodness. And okay. then I also love I also love Michael Jackson. I also love Prince. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, and then I mean as I got older, as a matter of fact, one of the talent show songs was Mary J. Blige and KC JoJo's. I mean KC. It was a uh, loving you was all you know, remember the duet they did. So I love me some Mary J. Blige too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a top three in in Prince songs? Uh oh. Okay. Um. 
unpopular opinion for many, but the Under the Cherry Moon soundtrack is my all-time favorite. I love that soundtrack from beginning to end. Okay. <laughs> uh, time favorite songs, just all of all Prince songs, um, Diamonds and Pearls, Pop Life, and um, Christopher Tracy. <laughs> okay, okay. And and the reason why I loved Under Cherry Moon, like I didn't, it was I guess it's like a little known fact that he seriously recorded all those songs and everything just like in a straight, um, a straight take, switching instruments, everything. Like he did not pause. I think it was like four or five songs on that whole soundtrack. He just kept it going. Like he did not, you know, let's start on this one. Like everything was like a whole big loop, <laughs> like a whole big nonstop recording. Go to this transition. It like it. It was. It was amazing. That's my, that's it was my. amazing how he just did that. That whole. That's my it was, favorite. It was crazy. That's my. That's my favorite. Now. What under I love that's my shit on that. So I'm on uh, mountains. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm tripping. Mountains is my favorite off of that. I have so many. Mountains. Oh, yeah, I love mountains. That shit cold. I love mountains. Oh, my soul. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm tripping. Thank you. Just Prince like was a dope coming dude. to America. Yes, mountains. Yeah. Did, did y'all ever hear that song he did, Future Baby Mama? What'd you say? Did y'all ever hear the song he did, Future Baby Mama? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's was it on the coming to uh not coming to America but America was it on that one? I can't remember the album, but when I heard the song, I was like, "Damn, man!" Um, maybe about seven years ago. I can't remember. But it was called Future Baby Mama. It's a it's a good song though. I love it. Okay, it was Emancipation, then Rave. And then I can remember, he, you know, Prince released a dang album every. Yeah, he had he had, <laughs> a lot, he had a lot of music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he Prince had a lot of music. It was hard to catch up, but yeah. Let me see, I'm trying yeah, to look now. it up right now. Bear with me. Uh oh, I'm almost started playing. That's must be a later. Yeah, because baby, it it had to be like Planet Earth before he. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was before he died. Two thousand seven. Oh, was that a release? That was released after he died. No. It was two thousand seven. Okay, so it was before. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was one of the he, uh like like that came out right around the time uh, when he did that uh, hugs and kisses joint. Okay. No hugs and kisses. Mm -mm. That's the XO, 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 XO. I didn't get that. That's a stuff. That's a stuff. It's like real tough. I didn't get that. Woo! They played that in Chicago sometime. Okay. Man, they was playing that on D103 real heavy. Dude got a lot of music, man. Dude got a lot of music. So much. I visited um, Paisley Park for my birthday a couple of years ago, and they were just saying that he has so many songs where he could release think an album a month like for the next 10 to 15 years <laughs> so like that's 
crazy. <laughs> and, to, and to even work with him, you needed to have your masters because he didn't want he didn't want any. Uh, oh yeah. He didn't want anybody being able to touch he his music. He didn't want to deal with that. Mm -hmm. What's the name? Uh, what's the name? Was working with him. Uh, we are. We are. Uh, we are king. They mm. they actually. Uh, we are king. They the first thing piece of advice that he gave them. They said, "Don't sign to nobody. Do your own shit. Yeah, put it oh, out yourself. Yep. Yeah, that's what he. That's what he stayed talking about. Man, them girls, them girls was winning. Mm -hmm. Now we put out nothing in a while. We still winning off that first shit. Mm. Yeah, he was big <laughs> on that man ownership. Yeah. Yes, sir. He was not playing with the regular companies. <laughs> not at all. Because <laughs> he's seen what happened to him in Parliament and everybody else that was getting yeah. jerked around. Yeah, he studied the game, so he knew. Mm -hmm. like, mm -mm. Absolutely. Never, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, but we are at the... Her. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. She love her some Michael. Jackson? Love me some Michael Jackson. Yes. <laughs> Love me some Michael. Love me some Michael. I'm going to have an offline conversation. Man. Because I love Mike, but I'm one of the few people that don't fuck with our uh, bad. That's his worst album in this uh, time. Get out of my couch, Jeff. Get out of my couch. Bye. Bye, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> Bye, Jeff. <laughs> it's just another part of me. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going yeah. to break it. I'm gonna break the thing down. Oh Lord, real here, good. Here me. we go. Real good. Let's let's so take a break go. before you do that. Hold on. Let's do. Let's take a break. Look I want to go. I want to go to the bathroom. All right. All right. All right. We had to take a quick break. We are back. Um, there was a lot of Michael Jackson slander being held on this podcast, <laughs> and we will not tolerate that. We will not tolerate that, sir. However, I will say this. I don't think it was slander. I would I think it was more of his opinion compared comparing the first two albums to what bad <laughs> I'm bad was. And you really can't do that. You really can't do that. Because reasonable doubt is nothing compared to uh scoop uh volume two. Reasonable yeah. doubt is his own. Correct. That's why you can't do the same thing okay. with Michael Jackson. Exactly. You see the concept, Jeff? It's the same thing. I just look at it's it. the same thing. I would, I would just look at reasonable doubt as his own. And bad is his own. And thriller is his own. And our flaw is its own. And it's own. They're all separate. Hey. Let's move on. Yeah. Re educate yourself, Jeff. All right, you were saying coming up is what? The album comes out April 7th mm -hmm. on, uh, we're going to put it out on the website. Uh -huh. That'll be announced on Tuesday. It'll probably be uh, soliloquymerch.com. Mm -hmm. Soliloquy merch. So, then, what, two weeks after? Then two weeks after, it's going to be on stream. Mm -hmm. You know okay. what I'm saying? Then from that point, we're working on, we, are, we actually got one remix done. Got two more remixes. We're going to remix it tonight, and then we just talk about six. The slowly palette. The slow. That's it. That's a that's a three song record, and then we'll probably be working on chapter two. Mm -hmm. Okay, Nakia, are there any artists you would like to work with? 
what? Yes. <laughs> I um I would love to work with Mary J. Blige. Like I have songs that I have like, hey, I would give this song to Mary. Like, seriously. Um and I've all I, I, I speaking of the Jacksons, I have always loved Janet. You know, Janet has her own vibe. So I, you know, I can work with Janet, you know. Um Mary, Janet. Perfect. Is Faith even still going? Oh yeah, yeah. Besides, she just happened to put out an album. But that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't even know she was even still, still doing, doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I I I do like Faith Evans. Yeah, she was doing she did some gospel music and everything. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of which. Yeah. Danielle, I'm doing the interview. What's up, nigga? Uh, I'll just get the chance to check with you yesterday, so I'm checking in. Oh. Tell me, call you. Give me a minute. I'm going to hit you All right, right back. Right. When I... No, no, I'm going to call you in a minute. As soon as I finish. All right. All right. That's my, that's my <laughs> next project after this. Okay. All right. All right. Because I'm, I'm, I, here's the thing. I try to do her album and Danielle's album at the same time. Because remember, we were supposed to do the interview with Danielle. We were? Is this uh, true? Danielle, Danielle mother passed. My condolences so, to her. Mine's died true. last year. I understand. So once once that happened, I had to, we, like, we had to go back to the drawing board. Mm -hmm. So we, right now, we, we are uh, finishing the project. We be doing one, two, three, maybe four to five records. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then, Gonna come out with that. I'm gonna try to get the kid one time because uh, we just finished the remix to Melanin. Oh, oh god, I gotta play that. Oh, okay, when did you play the other listener for I played you, you played a little bit, right? Yeah, the record is done in full, okay. Yeah, so, um, so that's that album is gonna be done. That's gonna be our next interview. Is that you're gonna really gonna ask a lot of questions. Okay. Oh, okay. and I, I, as far as who I would love to work with, hello, Erica Badu. I was waiting hello. on that, man. Hello, I was waiting Erica. on you to say that. <laughs> Erica Badu. Yeah, you know, and I would love to also work with Leon Bridges. What's up? Let's do a collab. <laughs> and I know this is going to sound, but if Andre 3000 were to ever come back, I would love to do something with Andre. <laughs> That yeah, might work. I love that day. <laughs> that might work. We might have to, I'm going to have to go out in space. Drake. <laughs> I mm -hmm. love Drake. Drake. Oh my gosh. You might find him at the park somewhere playing his flute. Right. I'm being, and I'm not cracking no joke. Dude, <laughs> just, he I, just don't want to be bothered. That's all. He I just don't want to be bothered. Know. He does not want to, you know, but that's what I'm saying. If he were to ever. If he were to ever, oh, I would love that. I would love to work with your boy, yay. He's a genius. Well, I mean, aside from, listen, we aside from all that, I'm just talking about the creative artistry side. That's the thing I find. That's what, that's the battle of, I, that's I, the battle. I, because, I that's what I'm saying. Aside from the other stuff, we're talking musically, yeah. Mm -hmm. I fight yeah. with that piece. Yeah. You, I, you fight with it. Why? I fight with it because you music, can't separate the two. You're you having a hard time separating right. the two. Musically, uh, musically, he's supreme. Because mm -hmm. 
And that's what that's the side I'm talking about. Production wise, you can't you can't knock them. Yeah. But as a person (laughs) all that bullshit he be kicking. That's straight bullshit. And that's that's something that in a sense, that's why a lot of people kind of disappear from. Yeah, because it's hard to I mean, just like the people with whether or not they still listen to R. Kelly or not. It's just they can't separate. It's like, okay, well, you feel conflicted. You feel conflicted in a way where it's like, okay, the person but, and then the, the music. Right. What should I do? You like, know, people Kale, are conflicted. Like the difference with Kale's though, Kale's a center beat, but, you know, we don't have to be in the studio to do that. Um, if, 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 now, if we had to be in the studio, then it would be a different story. Like, yeah. We good on but I'm talking about as far as a collabo, you wouldn't even be able to do that because it would almost taint your name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but it, it would. You would like there people be looking at you sideways, like, oh, for real. So you just gonna you just gonna go do a song with this fool, you know, and it'll just you'll be you'll be done. You'll be done. You know, that's so, the problem with that's the problem. That's the problem with you'll be done. When I deal with yay, mm-hmm. nah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. But it's, it's, it's like I love him. You, we have to love him because of the music, right? The music that he brought. So the music, it's like absolutely okay, separate from that other nonsense. You know, yeah. But music, oh, he be, he be on it. If he could just do the music without all the bullshit, right? Just because I, I I tried like the Pusha T album. Pusha T album was dope. He did some dope records on it. Mm-hmm. Right here we go. Him being the person that he is, he alienated a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying Big Sean included. Yeah, he had a, he had some interesting stuff to say about Big Sean. Kind of like ruffled some feathers, hurt Big Sean's feelings or whatever. Big Sean, you know, had a problem with that or whatever. But oh, and, and he also said some stuff about uh Jess Blaze as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know that's. I get it, but I think I think you know it's just at times there's a there's a point in time where you can't just put a mic in front of buddy, you know. Oh yes, yeah. And and if you're gonna do it, it should either be pre-recorded or you gotta let them know what can and can't be said. Uh But live, oh no, (laughs) no. But that, but it sells. It sells. It's, it gets it gets views, clicks, and all that shit. So, but it's you know it's like you know it. it, it I don't know. It's exploitation, <laughs> you know, because yeah, I don't know. It yeah. keeps them out there though. You know, like people people tune in and and they get. I'm sure his uh strange and shit keep going when they. Who is Kanye and what is he talking about? You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but um, for real though, hey. Uh, yeah, we, but, we're excited. We're excited about this project. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Soliloquy, ladies and gentlemen, by Nakia will be available real soon. Very soon. Yep, April 7th, please. Good Friday. Good Friday. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a great Friday. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, you need to buy that. We're going to have some. Uh, Merchandise. Mm-hmm. So please, please get ready for that because it's going to be a special project. 
when I mean special. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. I enjoy listening to it. And then I had to listen to it just as a listener instead of me just critiquing it as well. So again, mm -hmm. three, four, five listens. And then I had to chill out so I don't you know, become too critical of anything like that. So, Thank you. Uh, Thank you. We appreciate it. Anything else you guys want to say before we get out of here? Man, buy that album. Shout out to, to Nakia for uh, letting me bring my <laughs> good music period movement. Shout out to Jeff for bringing, well, first bringing me into the project and just the whole concept of putting the whole of your idea for the project Appreciate and it. just the, the whole vibe. I really, yeah, it's uh, real. Oh man, that, that, just wait. Shout out to all DJs, so selected DJs for listening to the project, all the podcasters. Um, DJs, please look out for your package. We're gonna have, we're gonna send you an email, mm -hmm. everything you need to play the jams. Dallas, we got you. So Dallas, we're a funky town. I'm saying, you know, we got y'all for real. And uh, globally, we're gonna take the we're gonna take the world by swing real good. Yeah, we'll we'll be having shows real soon. Uh, real awesome. Good. Awesome. All right, that is it. And there it is. And remember, as always, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. You bitch you. <laughs>